Okay, listen. When we start the topic of show, we have to like really ease up to it, like it's gonna be totally normal, and then we're gonna be like, it's the fucking jaguar. It's the horror fucking jaguar. That's what this topic of show is gonna be. Is it all about? Don't knock it till you tried it. The jaguar, <laughs> because oh of how many great that. games there were. A game system nobody played. I Our sixty-fourth podcast is not gonna it. be about the Atari goddamn jaguar. Thank you, Danny. Let's it's put about our feet down. The real, actual, legit sixty-four console, which was the Atari Jaguar. 64th oh, console? God. You're an idiot. Pretty sure that's what it is. The 64th console? I'm pretty yeah. sure your math that's, sucks. That's what that means. <laughs> that's that's what this is about, right? We're lining hey, up real life stuff. Uh, well, hello, then. Welcome to uh, the Pixel Ritter Land Party podcast, episode 64. 64! Danny and I have been so excited about this episode since we started episode one, and we did the 8-bit episode, and I was like, guys, can't wait to get episode 64. I can't wait to get to 64. That's true. And You basically haven't shut out about it for like a whole year. Really? For no, that's, 63 that's, episodes, we haven't shut up about it. That's yeah. interesting coming to someone who doesn't shut up in general. In uh, it's true, wow. but when, you know. Fucking Gabby over here. <laughs> Real talk? Uh, Real talk. I'm probably like the most Nintendo fan out of all of us, and I didn't have a 64 until like super deep into really? its life. Yeah, I had a, I had a PS1. Oh, I did too. Fair. Yeah, I had a PS One, and then finally, I I would always play it at my friend's house, and finally, I got one from some means or another, mm. like nice. when it was like super late and it was amazing. Yeah, I, I missed the PS, the original PlayStation. I got the PS One by the time PS Two came out because my dad couldn't afford to give me a PS Two, and he thought I was going to be really upset because it was the old one. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm taking this to church and getting it modded." So I took, <laughs> it, to a, I took it to a guy who put a mod chip in for twenty bucks. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, and then and then my the irony got, of you doing that at a church is pretty. I know funny. it was actually great. really good. And then Sitting my dad in the got house super... of the Lord, <laughs> breaking the law. Dear and God, then... please, please, <laughs> forgive please this. Bestow all the forgive this on my game PlayStation shark. One. Forgive please this game shark it. chip where I can enable DK mode on Goldeneye <laughs> forever and ever. That all Amen. of my saves are great. Uh, <laughs> There and was no GoldenEye on PS1. Nasty North. I was saying N64, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's a true story. That happened. Real yeah. life. And then I remember my dad was super paranoid because every time I went to Best Buy and I rented a game, I would copy it. He's like, are they going to be able to tell that you're burning it? There's a, <laughs> there's a sticker on it. I'm like, Dad, it's just a sticker. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, shout oh. out to paranoid dads and moms everywhere. Woot, this is woot. episode 64, bitches. And uh, I'm your host, Antonio. I'm your other host, Will. I'm your other other host, Danny. And I'm Tristan. And you for those of so you... Enthused. That's the most enthused he's ever sounded. Just joining the show, uh, if you are just tuning in this week, we are four friends who love talking about video games and pretty much can't wait to do it every single day. So we have a text thread, and then we get together weekly and talk about it here. So, thanks. Yeah. We yeah. also have a website... We do Sorry. indeed. And we stream, and we have a YouTube. Yeah, and, face space. Uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I'm Twitter, on Instagram. All the tweets. Facebook. So you can engage with us there. We're pretty active Tumblr. on it. We've, uh, we've been moving our conversations more and more publicly, so you can follow along and yeah. uh, 
It's pretty great. I there forgot we had a Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Tumblr? Yeah, we do have a Tumblr. Danny told me a while ago that she was going to, you know, take over that Tumblr and do good things with it. <laughs> and it's just kind of the redheaded stepchild of We have a We everything. have a DeviantArt page, too. Do we have a DeviantArt? Yeah, it's where no. I post all my slash fic pics. Uh, nice. Oh, sweet. I was wondering where those were. It's just, or a cropped ex-Samasaran art. Drawings of game consoles having sex. Is there any show. other kind of art, Danny? I don't think <laughs> no, there is. I, have a degree I don't think it's, in it, it's so not. I should know. It's not art if it's not that. <laughs> if it's not a very specific brand of video game matchup <laughs> sex. All right. So. So, yeah. What have you guys been playing? All right. Uh, this week, I have been playing a couple different things. Uh, I've been playing The Surge. Did you guys get a chance to check out any of that gameplay I posted? No, I did. I I did. The Surge. um, I actually, I'm kind of mad about it. I I posted a 15-minute segment because I recorded for an hour, and it had unusable video, and then I recorded for another 45 minutes, and that had unusable audio. Why was it unusable? Finally... I don't know. It's, it's got like a crazy streaming setup. Yeah, my rig is all messed up. I don't know. Because he doesn't because he doesn't have a capture card yet. We should just. I was doing it from my Xbox. I card. really should just buy one. We, I was you playing from my Xbox. Married so he has cash flow again. <laughs> yeah. How, why don't you just get married to tomorrow? my PC from my Xbox to my PC and then streaming that with my video overlay to Twitch, um, or to YouTube that I was outputting to or whatever. That is the most MacGyver shit it I've is. ever heard. And it totally works, except for I was using a different kind of software than last time. I don't know. It got complicated. doesn't matter. Except when people it. watch it and they're like, my eyes and my ears <laughs> are on fire. Well, the last 15 <laughs> minutes that you did watch are totally fine, so I had no issue with that. But let me tell you about the game because that's This 1080p video of him pointing his phone <laughs> camera is amazing. <laughs> with his washed out colors this one was using obs thank you very much and the xbox app on my windows 10 desktop but whatever the uh the surge i know the surge is a game that is very heavily influenced by the dark souls uh realm it is a I, I guess the, t- the, the term is souls-like. I, I haven't heard that before except in description of this game, so I'm going to use it too. Um, but you play as a guy who previously, you start the game kind of like in a wheelchair, uh, so you actually don't have the use of your legs until you get modified in this horrible botched surgery where they lock you into um, a mech suit. Did you, and they like literally drill you into this mech suit. Did you pay a guy at church twenty bucks to mod you? Oh I totally did. <laughs> it was the same guy. Shout it's out the Chad. same dude. It was the same guy. Chad he was like, "Check this out. I'm getting ready." Yeah. So you you kind of have the option of picking a fast and light version of this mech suit or a strong and slow version of this mech suit. Um, and so, me. So the one from Titanfall. Yeah, well, sort of strong less so. And, it's strong and slow. It's it's almost as if you were wearing like a heavy load lifter that just helped you pick up like I don't know bags of cement on the job site. Except instead of slipping into it and slipping out of it, they drill it into your skeleton. It's pretty fucking horrifying. Oh. And and you like watch the surgery. So it starts really gruesomely. Um, but you wake up in this junkyard and all these machines are trying to take you apart. And you're not really clear on why things are happening in this order. Like, I don't know why one minute I was in a surgery room and the next minute everybody in the entire planet is trying to kill me and shit's messed up. Um, But it's pretty clear right off the bat that you take weapons 
off of fallen soldiers, you murder people with their weapons, and then you dismember their arms to take whatever cool weapon mod they have installed, and you slap that shit onto your own body. So, like, one guy has an arc welder sword, and you cut his arm off, and then go back to the surgery table and have them implant that sword onto your arm. Wow. It's it's so brutal. Anyway, uh, long story short, it's really hard. Uh, it's a great game. I will have a little <laughs> draft coming out. I love that kind of thing because for me... You love such hard I games. I do. It's so brutal. But, like, I don't know. You feel... You feel really rewarded when you fell something huge and much bigger than you. And uh, and this game is, is insanely brutal. I did sort of figure out far too late, like after four hours of playthrough that, because I tend to do this by not actually paying attention, that I could mod myself out with neurochips. Oh my God. And the neurochips... the party. I know. The neurochips oh allow you to give yourself things like health packs and, you know, refill your health in the field instead of having to come back. So now I can survive a little longer than three minutes in a clip, but it's uh, it's great. It's a great game. Uh, check it out. There is 15 minute gameplay gameplay up on our YouTube, gameplay? so you should watch that. Uh, no, did you just say 15 up. minute gameplay? Because that is 100 percent my brand. There's gameplay with Max. Gameplay with Danny and Will oh God, here please. on on YouTube's. Oh so God, you can check that out. Don't even tease that. If we put it out on the internet, it people will, will people will it will come to life. It will for sure. Um, so that's, that's the surge. I would recommend checking it out. If you're interested in the souls likes, uh, do see that. I've nice. also checked out Titan souls cause I had that from a humble bundle sale a while ago Ooh, and I booted that it's up. It's a good game. It is a good game. It's really hard. Um, yeah, it's a really not, good game though. I say that like I'm surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, uh, with a name like Titan souls, but it, it's a, it's a really interesting thing. You're this dude running around with one arrow, mm -hmm. uh, and the ability to dodge roll. And you just you just run around and murder huge titans with your single arrow that you have the ability to summon as long as you're standing still, uh, and it pierces them through their back on the way back to you. So it's it's kind of a cool mechanic. It's um, like one felt, hit kill. Yeah, yeah. Um, on you, yeah, you get squished mm -hmm. in one hit. Uh, so I felled the big uh, slime beast, and then I'm rolling over to. Um, there's like a, a cube of ice and another like tower that rolls on top of you and immediately crushes you. So I, I played for like 30 minutes and then stopped right before this podcast, but it was good. I'm yeah, shout, out, shout out to that game. Tristan and I like that a lot. It's uh, a pretty I don't, sick I don't know if game. Danny played it, but it's a pretty great game. Yeah, no. it's, on, it's, on, it's on Vita too, for those of you who have a Vita and don't know what the hell to do with it. It probably would be worth playing in Vita. It seems like a game you could play mobile for sure. Yeah, it'd be great on Switch. I Oh I agree, God, again? Actually. Oh, Everything. God. Everything should go to Switch because you, the Switch Danny. doesn't have enough on it. I agree. Um, I also played some Republic Commando. Um, and in case you guys can't hear in the timbre of my voice, I'm a little bit under the weather. So uh, I did some gameplay on Twitch. I did not have any commentary because I didn't want to sound like this in the microphone. Like Tony? Like. <laughs> so, so that was good. Uh, and for those oh of you. God. Not in the know. Republic Commando is uh, an older game that I think is like 2009, I want to say. I mean, it's it's older. 2010? I don't know. God, it's been a long don't time. Don't say that's super old. <clears throat> yeah, dude. It's like an OG so Xbox game. And what you did was you run around, you're a clone soldier, and you control your squad with squad commands. It was like one of the first games that really implemented squad commands really well. 
Uh, it's out on Steam. You can pick it up. Uh, it's obviously on sale because it's super old, but uh, it's worth it's worth playing if you haven't before. It's good good mechanics, a couple different guns, lots of running, shooting, and, you know. Defend this point, soldier. It's great. Uh, obviously, always Stardew Valley. Still good. And I've been playing Alan Wake because I bought that on Will. sale for a dollar. Will. Yeah. Will. Will. Yeah. I have a question. What? An honest what? question. Yeah. You have a full-time job. Yeah, you where do pretty, I get time? You I called out a wife. I don't understand. I called out today, which is how I knocked out a couple of these because uh, I did not feel so well this morning. Uh, so today, literally, was sitting here playing tea, uh, drinking tea, playing video games, and then commenting on your Twitch stream today. Yeah, because we chatted like almost all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. You're, I was you're multi-screening a, it. Hell of a multi-screener. I, I've got I got Jesus a lot up. Christ. Uh, also Minecraft for Switch, but a little less than I would have liked to. But that's just kind of on the off time. Cool. <laughs> that's a very valid question. And oh uh, and it is something that I'm sort of sweeping under the rug as to how much time I spend on this. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Not at all suspicious. Uh, Tristan, how about you? <laughs> uh, uh, what did I... What have you been playing? Uh, more Mario Kart. <laughs> Always nice, Mario Kart. Nice. I haven't seen you on there lately, though. I play late at night. Uh, I'm alone. Did you know that guy. your Did you know that your game, uh, like activity, is private? What? Huh? Your game activity? It doesn't show. Your game activity is private on the Switch. Really? Tristan's or yeah, anybody's? I can't. Yeah, no, Tristan's. I can't see what you're playing. Uh, like I try to. I didn't yeah, know like, you could do that. Yeah, you must have, because I try and look throughout the week. I'm like, oh, what's Tristan been playing? And it's like. Tristan's game activity is private. He's not sharing information with no one. <laughs> Wait, is that actually what it says? <coughs> yeah, it says here. Yeah, it says it's oh. basically hidden. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah. Ch- I'll check. I don't remember setting anything like that, but we'll use the Prono app, so maybe there's a setting there. Maybe. Oh uh, um, yeah. So I played some Mario Kart and some Mario Golf. I've been playing that every day again. Nice. Always. Yeah. I got, I got Always. A hole, I got a hole in one on the train this morning. That was Shit. really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> this is on the 3DS? Where are you, where are you yeah, playing? Yeah, I was going to say 3DS. 3DS. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Toadstool Tour. Me and my friends, like, we've been playing, we play it like together every night. You know, we'll just be sitting around and we'll be like, hey, you want to do nine holes? And yeah, because it's like super easy to pick up and, you know, we're all decently skilled at it. Mm. Uh, but we never got into any of the DLC. So. This week we all picked up the season pass, um, which has been out for years, and for fifteen bucks you get six new courses. So it's like oh, a no brain decent. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good, especially if you're putting that much time into it. it exactly. Like your money. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, I have that game, and I, I tried to get into it. The only Mario sports game I could get into was Strikers Charged. Mm-hmm. On Wii. The, the Wii one. Did you ever yeah. play the GameCube one? I didn't have a GameCube then. Oh. Yeah. I like the GameCube one better. Anyways. Uh, I picked up Blue Dragon during the Xbox One backwards compatibility sale. Oh yeah, so I played a bit of that. It's JS JRPG S JRPG, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to get some old school turn based action in. And the whole time I was playing it, I was just like, man, I wish I was playing Dragon Quest Ten, but that <laughs> never came out here. So yeah, and then. Uh, I played some more Castle Wolfenstein. New oh, yeah. Order. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, what are your thoughts? It's nice. 
Um, but the whole time that I was playing that, I just kept thinking I'd rather be playing Doom. I knew so it. So then I, I went say, and played yeah. Doom. Play Doom, don't you? I yeah. thought yeah. I thought that you might think that. Well, here's the thing, like that that Wolfenstein game came out before Doom and exactly. I feel like it was yeah. like it, I think that Doom just builds on what that game is. 100%. A lot Especially more. like the the way that the combat flows is like yeah, it's so smooth, but it's like not quite as polished as they right. like figured right. it out for Doom. It was like right. it was like their beta test for what they wanted Doom to be, yeah. and it's still a great game. It's just like after playing Doom and having like you know a couple years on it, it's just not. Yeah, uh, Doom, Doom also not seems like it doesn't anymore. let up either. You know, it's just like yeah, constant. this is the thing. It's like Wolfenstein. There's too many breaks. Has these weird pacing things that I notice, and it's not mm-hmm. like it's bad. Like it's super cool. Like you just start off and you're like, oh shit, my plane crashed. And now there's a giant robot tiger that wants to eat me. <laughs> yeah, Better fuck it up. <laughs> but then there's like moments where I'm just kind of slowly trekking from place to place. Yeah. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel that great. But Doom just constantly makes you feel like a badass by putting Doom all is of this fucking, shit like, in your face. like overwhelming bombardment of like gun yeah. trigger happy joy. Yeah. Yeah. In the and best way though. It just feels so good to play that game, especially just- on uh, mouse and keyboard. Mm. They did. They mm-hmm. did such a good job with both revivals. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah. But Doom especially is just. Ooh. I will say, I really truly enjoy that Wolfenstein game. So if you haven't yeah. played Bethesda's Doom, pick up Wolfenstein, play that first, then play Doom. Yeah, you, yeah. you can get it pretty cheap now. I'm gonna keep yeah. playing Wolfenstein because uh, I hear it gets a lot better. Um, it, yeah. Hmm. The, I mean, I really who, enjoy the storyline from it too. Yeah. I really like the. The whole like keeping BJ Blazkowicz in it—that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I am super close to beating Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, I got. I'm all the way at. See, here's the thing with that game: it's like the last boss segment is like a series of like 14 bosses. Yeah, and it's just mm. if you're not like hyper focused on it because that game is like so mechanically shit, then you're just not gonna have a good time. <laughs> Uh, so I'm there and I played like two, three tries and, and I was like, fuck this. So I'll finish it at some point or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll just move on to the next one. Yeah. I don't think there's any shame in that. I know what happens. Yeah. And I beat giant Ursula. And that's, that's kind of the big, that's like the whole reason you play the game. Right. <laughs> Once you get, until, well, until giant you Ursula. realize, until you realize that like right before the last boss, there's another boss that's exactly like giant ursula and equally oh. fucking shitty because he's got these giant demon wings that block your view and <sighs> god that game i don't think that they ever sent that to like a quality assurance they just group no just beta test they were all. just like they were just like we spent all of our money on disney licensing let's just <laughs> send it to best buy <laughs> we Ship got it. mickey in it ship it ship yeah. it yeah so that and then last night i finally I never watched Westworld because I was of the mindset that uh, I was just going to wait until Game of Thrones came back on and then I would watch it then when I resubscribed to HBO Now or Go or whatever one you don't have to have a cable package for. That intro is super cool. So my wife got into that show, the Big Little Lies show or whatever. So we have HBO right now. And so last night I was like, I'm going to try out this Westworld thing. And so I watched Westworld for episode one, and it's cool, but 
such as the theme of me doing things and wanting to do other things, watching that just made me want to play Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, after that, played Red Dead Redemption for like four hours. And holy shit, guys, I think Red Dead Redemption is one of the best games ever made. It's, it's so good. It's, it's so good. And like... John Marston is like continually in like one of my top five protagonists of all time list. He's so cool. <laughs> I want to be him. <laughs> nice. Solid, man. Yeah. I think that's all I played. Nice. Cool. All right. What about you, Danny? Well, um, I've been playing a lot of Prey. Yeah. Which like. What are your thoughts? Oh, my goodness. Compared to Will. Here are my thoughts so far, because uh, I missed the podcast last week, um, but I've been playing it basically nonstop for like the past three weeks. I'm probably about 40 or 50 hours into the game right now. Um, and wow, that's a long time. You probably are tied with or have passed me by this point. Mm. You're, you're digging deep I'm in the... I'm pretty close to that also. You well, must be can, digging deep in the story, aren't you? about yeah, where we one... are... We'll do some off, off and maybe off spoiler cast stuff. it later. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, I've had a quite an emotional journey with Prey because I started off playing it, and for those of you listeners out there who know me very well, I do not like scary things. You can look <laughs> online at our Twitch to see uh, Resident <laughs> Evil. Accurate I hate scary things. I played that. We basically didn't. <clears throat> we did a handoff. Of that game, and you made it through like seven minutes. Is it okay. of the five-hour cast? Is Prey scary? Prey. It's okay. So the the very beginning of it, like it it really places you into a game that's like very unsettling at first. Like you don't start off with like very amazing weapons or anything to defend yourself with, and you're very squishy. You're and squishy. like things are like. So in Prey, there are an enemy called Mimics, and they will look like an object that's like a real-life object um, and just like hide itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's the very beginning of it has a lot of jump scares, which are exactly the things that I don't like. Yeah. Um, So, like, I can appreciate it, but I don't like doing it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I had this, like man, this game has, like, a really good, like, premise. I am I really enjoyed the first Prey. I want to enjoy this Prey, but it's, like, so... It's not a thing that I want to sit down and play because mm-hmm. it's, like, very tense. But, like, as the game continued, I'm getting more weapons. I'm getting more things. The thing happened that, like, basically splits your path for the game yep. and lets yeah, you yeah, just... Yeah you know, make a lot of decisions that impact the game that I won't talk about specifically if you want to play it. But now that I'm deeper into it, I'm deeper into the storyline, I'm really, really enjoying it. And the fact that it is, like, sometimes scary and, like, gross and creepy sometimes isn't affecting me at all anymore. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, can I ask you, does it does it feel like when you're overexposed to the monsters, they stop being as scary to you? Yeah, too? I think so. Like, I... You know, when I find a new monster that I haven't seen before, like, for sure it's kind of gross and I don't like it. But yeah, true. other than that, um, I've been really enjoying it. Um, 
like basically like after I got past the like eight to 10 hour mark, I'm just like, man, I really, really like playing this. It's a pretty solid game. Um, I'm glad you're getting so much enjoyment out of it too, because it's, it's something I definitely want to talk to you about. And I'm kind of interested in whether or not you took some of the same path choices that I took. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm still, uh, I'm like sitting on a whole bunch of neuromods right now, kind of grappling with making, making a decision, basically just like committing to one path or another. And I'm just kind of sitting on it. I did that for a good, probably hour. I decided Mm -hmm. ultimately to take advantage of the new stuff. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like most cryptic people out there not playing Prey. They're like, what the hell are they talking Why, about? This yeah, is the any most idea useless what you're talking 64 about. recording. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought it was the best that I played, guys, for like mm. two hours last what? night. Uh, I went back to play a little more Mafia 3. Mafia oh, nice. 3? Mm-hmm. Like, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oldie but goodie. Turn- turns out. All of that boring stuff that happens, uh, once you stop playing it for about a year, it gets kind of refreshing again. Oh, great. Huh. And then it gets boring again. Oh, <laughs> well, good. So yeah. you can you can relive the good part and then delete it. Yeah. But they added uh, change, They added changeable costumes in the year that I was absent. So that's a thing. I now mean, you can wear the gray suit instead of the black suit. Yeah. Like, fashion can, like, 180 a game for me. I'm telling it's you It's so... It's so disappointing that a game that starts off with a Jimi hendrix song at the title screen gets so dull <laughs> well don't worry because since yeah. it has a Jimi hendrix song it'll get pulled from digital storefronts in the next couple of years i'm sure just like it's expired true that Alan hey uh, danny would you say that prey is as good or better than doom um Ooh. i think that i would say they, they seem no. very different they're they're extremely different. I would say for for the value of it overall, I would say yes, Prey is better than Doom. And let me tell you why. Doom, I like tore through and I finished very quickly. You think Prey is better than Doom? I think that Prey is better than Doom because I think it has a more realized and much more interesting story. That's like I'm finding myself like order. actually reading through people's emails yeah, and like going lot. through and like really investing the time to <sighs> get to know this world. For a um, single player run and gun world game, it has so much in it. It really does. Like I, I feel like I'm probably not even halfway through, even though I've gone through yeah. like 40 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Um, That's insane. There's, there's a lot so of different much, choices dude. to make. Like it may not be like mechanically the most incredible game out there, but it has so much content. Like no matter how you play, you will but find something that it, you really enjoy about this game. Does it feel like? forced content at all no like they're just trying to elongate the experience it, by... it sounds like content i don't that, it i wouldn't like say content that they're trying to explore on their own yeah i don't think that so here's the thing you can beat the game i mean have you been seeing these speedrunners? <clears throat> you can beat the game in under 10 minutes okay. through like exploits in the game um which is first off bonkers like don't watch those videos because it'll spoil it a lot but um if you <laughs> Uh, although technically a lot of it is just like falling through space and the world isn't loading. But um, <laughs> the 
the the point is if you want to run through the game and do it like legit you can probably finish it in six hours if you're sprinting for the exit on easy um if you're playing to explore and learn about the world and take advantage of what you can do uh you can go for a very long time so like like danny and myself we've spent a good 40 maybe 50 hours Mm -hmm. playing in this world because we'll just be walking along going to the objective and then we'll like stumble upon a totally new subquest that takes us to a different part of the ship or even more likely you're walking towards your objective and you see a branching hallway that takes you to the right and your objective is to the left and there's not there's like you can go to the left or you can go explore this other hallway that takes you to a totally different part of the ship with its own like yeah. set of experiences and subplots and shit like, that happens in there that you wouldn't have found. Without spoiling anything, today <clears throat> as I was playing, I discovered it's just um, a whole bunch of like D&D character sheets. Yeah. I was like reading through all of I them and I was like, oh man, I really like this character. And then like I discovered that two of the players who are playing this D&D-esque uh, game, this tabletop game, are also lesbians with each other. And then mm-hmm. I was like listening to their like audio recordings of like their first date and it's like really all cute. this other shit. And I was like, this game is fucking wild. Like it's I can't really believe good. that I'm like listening to this. Like shipping this lesbian relationship and also like sneaking around this area because i don't know whether this bucket on the ground is gonna pop up and be an alien Dude, like it's I just gotta, so good i for sure think we should do a spoiler cast about this because there's so much to the game that i want to ask you 100%. about yeah we'll, we'll totally. talk about it anyway tristan i think short version for you it is probably worth picking up if you're on the fence yeah 100 percent. it was just okay. on sale for 40 bucks too yeah so so cool. i've been playing prey um i've been like tiptoeing in zelda again um i just like i just want to hold on to not beating it because it's just so perfect Mm -hmm. but i want to beat it so i'm gonna beat it soon i know i promised that i would actually beat it like last week but i didn't um but i have been playing it um and super mario kart the mario kart with the Mario boy. Always Mario. Um, and a couple mobile games. And I'm going to be trying to put up on the site um, some more, like, you might have missed it, mobile games. Mm-hmm. Mobile games you might have missed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of good games out there that I've been playing. But I'll write about them and they'll be on the site. Um, and then the other game that I picked up that I'm super excited about Um Fire Emblem, the new oh, one. Yeah. Fire Emblem Echoes, uh, Shadows of Valentia. Shadows of Mordor. It's just like, oh man, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> who is? Who? That's Tron. Freaking out. Y'all are yeah, being fucking fine. rude while I'm trying know. to talk to you about Fire Emblem. Tell us about Fire Emblem. Did you start it yet? What? Did you start it yet? Yeah. I've been playing it uh, on my commutes. I'm probably like 10 hours into it. Um, and it this Fire Emblem for 3DS is technically a, a remake. I never played the original one. Um, and so it far... It was Japan it, only, that's why. Oh, that's why. Um, so far, it reminds me a lot of um, the Fire Emblem games that were for like GameCube and Wii. 
like uh, earlier Fire Emblem games in terms so of... So what you're saying is less romance and more good stuff. Listen, okay? <laughs> I'm very upset that so far the romance mechanic has not been introduced to me. You can become friends with people and there's dialogue where there is romantic tension, but Friends there is no zone. hearts so far. There's no like lovey-dovey lines or Thank like decisions God. to become married with someone and make a kid yet. I'm nah. hoping it's going to be in there somewhere. I know Tristan, you don't like it, but please give it's me It's not vices. that I don't like it. It's just that whole mechanic is so blatantly like slapped in to try and add more time in the game. It Are you kidding me? It's so... It's so beautiful. You're on the battlefield <laughs> with the love of your life, and so you fight harder because they're next to you. No, you don't it's fight so harder. Cute. You just wait for them to die and then soft reset until they don't die. That's oh how that game God. works. That is not how it happens. Listen, it sounds it's like really you've never had a love on the battlefield. So. It's really interesting to learn about your different play styles through the same kind of games. And that, to me, is like my favorite part of this. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it, it is really good. Um, so far, uh, I'm playing it on normal classic. And so far, it I have not felt a difficulty increase. I'm kind of disappointed that so far I've been able to get through all of the fights without having to reset at all. How many um, how many hours would you say you've put into it thus far? Probably about 10. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. I, I would think say, um like if, if I if I could go by like past fire emblem games I would say you should probably expect the difficulty to increase pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm going to give it another like 2 to 5 hours for it to yeah. get really fucking hard. <laughs> did you um, did you buy it digital or physical? I bought physical. Okay. Hmm. Um, hmm. I just like the way that the plastic cases smell. Yeah. A lot. Got that got that new game smell? Got that got that new new game smell. Also, I was uh, I got this while I was visiting my family. Um, so we were like out at the mall and I was like, huh, there's a GameStop. Oh, I remember this came out. I'm like, get it. <laughs> so it's nice. kind of like very spontaneous purchase, but sometimes, very worth it. Sometimes you just got to do that, man. Yeah. You just got to roll I mean, into GameStop, like... throw them some money. and then... No, you never need to roll into GameStop. Just, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, the, it's The only a... time I will ever go to GameStop at this point is if I need to trade in a system for one of their, like, credit deals. That's it. Mm, that's, that's the fair. only... I refuse to give them my business otherwise. Mm. Yeah, Tell me more about that. Uh, I fucking hate GameStop and their <laughs> shitty practices. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, the one suck. thing that this Fire Emblem also has that, like, is actually pretty cool and well done although kind of boring um which when i review it i'll talk about more in depth is the 3d dungeons what that seems so That's refreshing cool. and cool no, no no it's definitely super cool i've only been in three of them so far um mm -hmm. but they so is it not all battles take place in those kind of dungeon spaces it's um it's basically have you ever played any of the um, Shin Megami Tensei games? Yeah. So you like you run around, you see the dude on the screen, you go yep. up on top of him. Basically, like if you are able to strike him before they actually touch you, then it's like, it's like you'll Earthbound. like 
get an advantage in your battle, but like right. when you actually go into the battle, it's still the top down um, uh, battle that's system. Interesting. That's so interesting. So basically, like all of your encounters are all still that gridded top down tabletop esque well, yeah, battle. Fire Emblem is. Um, but like you can explore through the 3d space and um like open up chests and destroy barrels and knock down walls so that you can get into other places like secret areas um but it's not really like so it just basically offers you some kind of world exploration mechanic outside of because like yes previous fireman games really didn't have that kind of yeah it's just like you move on you just go from battle to battle yeah yeah like final fantasy tactics style Yep, exactly. Uh, okay. So it's it's refreshing, but um, I'm hoping that they add a little it, bit more yeah, zest yeah. to it um, in like the the later dungeons because so far like it, it's feeling really like a one trick pony that I'm already over. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Okay. Well, I mean, one thing to remember is like it is based on a game that came out in 1992. So. No. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, you know, like... So I'll a, forgive its story. Wonder Boy, you know, is also cool, but at the same time, you can still You can still feel it it's got it's dated, dated mechanics. Yeah. 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 Trust me. <laughs> Good game. That's fair. Yeah, but that's, uh, for the most part, what I've been playing. Hey, nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Tony? I have been playing... PSP Not just my, uh, no, actually a little, a little bit. Uh, mainly Minecraft, but also something else. So played it uh, according to the um, switch. I put in like forty hours. Um, Will actually joined into my game yesterday and uh, checked out my world. Oh, of Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. We had a good time. He. Uh, Showed me where some where some gold at. I showed him my uh, my biggest thing yesterday was I built a tunnel uh, down and over to my mine underground, which was a lot of block counting and you know uh, looking at the coordinates of the map, like the y-axis to see how far down I was and stuff. Um, but I got it working, and then I figured out how to get mine cards working. Uh, and what's funny is I thought that you had to have a furnace. Because I looked up uh, on this one wiki, and I must have been really old because it said that you can't push minecarts and that you can't move them, that they have to be powered. So I, I went and I got this furnace, and I don't even use it now because you can just hop in a minecart and push forward, and it'll go forward. So that's uh, that's a thing. But um, yeah, a lot of fun, so I'm playing that still. Um, doing my thing, building stuff. And then today... Uh, while Mr. Will was sick, yeah. I hopped on and I started Horizon Zero Dawn over um, because it was one of those things where I didn't feel like battling and trying to remember the controls, especially after playing Zelda for so long. Um, and they're both open world, but their their uh, approaches to different gameplay mechanics and, and things are very different. Um so I restarted and played for the first like two hours of it. Until yeah, it's I got, pretty good. Yeah, and then I got the hang of everything, and I got to the point where I was like, "Listen, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna boot my old save back up. It's like an hour or two ahead." Um, but it was only like minor side quests and stuff, and basically I got to uh, the proving. Um, 
the proving. Yeah, which was then, which was pretty cool. That was there if were, you guys. What is it for those people who haven't who have no idea what the proving is? No, I mean it's you what you do. It's what you do to game. bread when you bake it to make sure that it's prepared correctly. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing horizon zero dawn and there's a really great part in the game where he comes to a drawer and has to sit in the drawer for a full two hours before he can continue being yeah. needed uh, i have yeah, exactly. to i have to rise it's gotta rise <laughs> <laughs> no but um i don't want to get into what the proving is and stuff like you should you know you can watch all that stuff on the thing on the cast and uh the stream and you know, if you're going to play the game, play it because it's part of the story. But there were some unexpected story beats that I didn't think we would hit that I didn't quite see coming. Um, some that I did, but some that I didn't. I don't know if Will would agree. Um, mm. A lot of things I like about the game. Uh, the biggest, biggest, most frustrating thing I have is I'm running away from an enemy and there's a cliff or, you know, a, a group of rocks. Oh, and yeah. I can either not climb up them. Or if it's a cliff, I can only climb up it at a certain spot. And yeah. I know that's I know that thing's been I know that's the same kind of thing that's been going on with games since like Tomb Raider and you know Uncharted and, and and you know games like that where it's like they have clear indications of where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to climb. Mm-hmm. But coming off of Zelda, where I can climb anything, especially yeah. when I'm being chased by something, I'm like, fuck, this is annoying. It's um, yeah. I saw you struggle with that today a lot of the time because you would yeah, be. Yeah, I'm just. I'm in that mindset now of with yeah. Zelda. I just want to. Well, climb it's everything. also. I kind of blame a little bit of that on the game developer somewhat, if only for the sake of you're coming up to this this maybe a little bit higher than waist high wall that takes you to the another another ledge of a snow capped shelf, you know, and like <clears throat> very clearly. It's not too high, and you've seen uh, your character clamber over stuff like that. Yeah. Earlier in the game, through a little cutscene, or like at a point on the map where you're supposed to climb over something like that, and then you just sprint over to this wall, and it's like, uh, no, you're not going to go over here. Yeah, you're just you're like, like it feels like they forgot to code it more yeah, than it feels, anything else. It feels jarring and restrictive. Yeah. Um, I do love feeling like a badass though, taking down different different robo bots and stuff like that. It's pretty um, great. Uh, unlike Will, I don't feel like being pissed off and annoyed. So I started, the, I played it originally on, mm-hmm. on normal and then I started playing it on easy. Yeah. But right now I feel like it's too easy and I feel like it's too easy to take bots down. So I'm actually mm-hmm. going to bump it back up to normal again. Cause at least can you bump it mid game or do you have to like, yeah, restart? no, you can, you can bump it whenever. And, uh, the trophies and the, achievement, <clears throat> well, the trophies aren't tied to different tiers of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. so it's not like you're going to miss out on anything. So I'm going to bump it back up to normal because that way when I was are playing you, in 2017, I know this is a little off topic, but in 2017, are you still like on like trophy quest? You know, like, does that still matter to you? Cause just to me, like achievements. Oh, no, 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 no. So like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't follow them anymore. No, I, if I don't I get them. them I'm like, that's cool. Do it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't look them up to see at all. That being said, I, I do mean. wish that they would come to switch because that would be cool. That, that would be nice. cool. But yeah, I don't yeah, actively just to have them. them in general as a, yeah. as a thing. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, it I sucks agree. that like Nintendo's only way to do that is by baking them into the games. But that's totally off topic. Continue. Tony. I want cloud saves more than that. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just gonna bump it up to normal because that way it's it's there's a lot more tension and uh, uh, tiptoeing when you you know trying to weave around uh, different robots and there's a lot more mm. tension and uh, things like that when you do get caught. Um, so I'm going to bump it up a bit, but uh, it's a great game. It's really good. So, 
cool. uh, having a lot of fun with it. Gonna stream it some more. Yeah, so. you pulled you pulled like a good three and five, a half hours today. Five hours. No, five. No, five. Hours yeah, because the four nice. or five because the first one was about three. <laughs> Shit, I was yeah. playing with you. I had Alan Wake going in the background, and I yep. had you on my phone or like dual screening it. It was great. No, nah, man, we were we were shooting shit for like five hours. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. Solid. Solid. As always. Cool, man. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, what's, uh, what what's in that news? What is in the news, he asks. So, in the world of PlayStation, Danny was super excited. By the way, we're recording this on Wednesday, so if anything happens Thursday, Friday... Sorry, you should go to Pixelator.com and read the weekly recap I put together because it's all there. It is always all there. And that'll definitely be up to date. So, mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation News, uh, the Witcher card game Gwent is now in public beta on PS4. I feel um, like we just talked about Gwent last week. We yeah, because I... didn't come out. Yeah. Uh... I asked you about... Gwent, because you said you were playing the Witcher stuff, and I was oh, like, yeah, how do you like Gwent? Like, yeah. And you were like, like it like sucks. It. I hate it. And I was like, <laughs> Danny loves it. And then you were like, I'll fight her. It was weird. Yeah, I did was. say that. Those are all true facts. Yeah. Uh, so, um, as you guys know, there's an Uncharted movie coming out, but it's been in development hell. So they just revealed, it's been confirmed, that Tom Holland will play young Nathan Drake, so the guy who's playing uh, the most recent Spider-Man. Um, and they're actually yeah. going to go in a step that most like nobody really saw coming. So they're going to base it off of young Nathan Drake when he first meets Sully, which is a small section of the game you play in Uncharted 3. So it's basically young Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Following. Um, Indy! Yeah. I think, it's, so, I think it's so funny that Tom Holland is... Nathan Drake, because it's like he's Spider-Man, which is a Sony-owned license, but Mar- Marvel Studios is making Spider-Man because Tony can't. So it's like Sony is like, "Hey, we've got him too. You know, we can we can do it too. We can do stuff. We can make things." Cool. The Spider-Man movie looks great. Yeah, that's it I'm, does. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Uh, Sony's PlayStation Network has finally surpassed 70 million active users with 26.5 million being paid PlayStation Plus subscribers Wow! in the world of Nintendo there uh, are plans for ARMS where Nintendo's going to support it I have a question about that am I I considered an active user if I don't use use PSN for shit active users are anyone who signed in Hmm. I don't know like how recently I wonder if those numbers are accurate, therefore. Mm, yeah, because I don't use PSN for fucking anything other than to see what Tony's playing. Yeah, even I haven't used it that much since Switch, but, you know. Uh, so, in the world I of Nintendo... I've used it since No Man's Sky. Yeah, well, oh, too. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, in the world of Nintendo, ARMS will be supported uh, with DLC for free, similar to the way that Nintendo supported Splatoon. So over the next year, there's going to be new characters, uh, new maps, new arms available, and things mm. like that. So that's pretty cool. Kind of keep the keep it going, which I like what they did with Splatoon. I thought that was a really good way to, of, of doing it. Um, here's it something remains, interesting. It remains to be seen whether or not arms has enough gameplay variety that it will hold my attention. Oh, this weekend long. is the the yes arms race, right? Yep. One yeah, of them. on yeah. the the 26th. Let's see, I've got the dates. Ugh, I'm so 
I'm bummed. I'm bummed. I'm gonna be traveling. I'm not gonna on be the twenty sixth, uh, five p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Yeah. Uh, May twenty seventh, five a.m. Pacific, eleven a.m. Pacific, and five p.m. Pacific. So normally I would be the one doing this correspondence, obviously, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna be traveling for Memorial Day. Yeah. So me, can me one too. of you guys make sure you play that? And I'll bring tell me how it is. I'll bring my switch with me and I'll play it. I'll play it. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna I play it know. too. I want to know what's up. Well, it'll yeah. be the free... next weekend too, right? Oh, will uh, it? yeah, June second, yeah, third, and fourth. They're doing it like times. two weeks. This mm-hmm. weekend is also uh, free Overwatch weekend. It is, which is sort for of for the anniversary, which is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, it's also if you have an Xbox One or Steam, you can play Fallout Four for free this weekend. Is hmm. that this weekend, aka after this podcast will be released? Uh, uh, yes, as in you're gonna hear about this after it. So has. sorry, guys, to be the case. you missed it. Yeah, Walk you off. missed your chance to play free Overwatch Fallout. Or you got to be on top of it. You should. Here's the thing: if you're hearing about it now and you're blown away about this, and you're like, "Oh man," you should start paying attention to our Twitter and <clears> our uh, PixelRaider.com. I know a guy. Stuff I know time. a guy at church. He can get you some time crystals <laughs> for twenty bucks. You can go back in time and do any of those things. Yeah, he can mod your life, bro. He's gonna get you a couple neuro mods, and it'll feel like you were there. Oh my uh, god! So here's something interesting that. Uh, mm is interesting yes. so in china in china you guys know Sick that there way. was yeah i know in china you guys know there was a ban on um game consoles that got lifted in 2015 uh with that said a lot of well all three major platforms aren't actually in china because it's still incredibly difficult to get through so nintendo and nvidia have a partnership with switch which we all know it's based on their Tegra technology but they also have a content um sharing agreement as well so what's happening is shield is releasing in china and nintendo has two cleared games that are going to be coming out for the shield specifically in china since nintendo's game systems aren't there room in the night sky is number one god i hope not that'll (laughs) that'll make that'll make everyone in china playgrounds and nba playgrounds is perfect the two biggest reasons to never play games uh (laughs) the legend of zelda twilight princess and oddly enough uh new super mario brothers on uh yeah wait like the ds port the the old port yeah so they're bringing their really (laughs) old ip uh, I guess maybe because it's cheaper, but it's going to well, run on the shield. You also then. have to imagine they had to run it through all the sensor teams. Yeah, and those I mean, are probably the only two te- the only two games that they were like, yeah, these are probably fine. Yeah, they're it's a super tight good. market in there, so they're just trying to get their IP out, and that's that's how they're going to end up doing it. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tristan was excited about this news. So this week, Eight Bit Do uh, released firmware update 4.0 for all of their wireless retro controllers which adds support for Switch. And from what I've heard, uh, they're really good when you play Street Fighter with them. Yeah, uh, that's exactly the reason why I would want one, because I'm going to pick yeah. up Street Fighter. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Always. reviews are coming in for Street Fighter already, and people are being super negative about it based almost on price, solely on the right? price, which yeah. I get, like it is an expensive product, but at the same time, it is, you know, like a 20th celebration thing that has all kinds of extras, which I'm not saying justifies a $40 price tag, but mm. I think, I think it is a lot, but 
the one thing again, that isn't the one thing that isn't live exactly street fighter and online is not accessible yet so i yeah. feel you know that is going to be the make or break factor for this game is is the online fluid and fair that's true although to me when i get it i i'm looking at it like the couch co-op game that it has always sort of been you know right or like arcade cabinet style but if you're like me and you don't have friends in real life online's the place to be that's fair (laughs) these are these are fair statements tris and i'm kind of hoping that it's going to be kind of like a black ops 2 for wii u thing where a majority of the casual audience exists on that platform you know I won't have to go into Final Challengers on Switch and get dominated by hardcore fighting game fans like I would in Xbox or PS4 yeah. sector. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's a much more laid back scenario, which to me, if that's the case, and I'm just having a good time playing these games, that exponentially increases the value and my willingness to pay that price. Or if they've got a good, you know, lobby matchmaking support. That's one thing that I want to know. Does this have any kind of lobby system where multiple people can party up and possibly spectate matches? Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Isn't there, and I don't know this, I've only seen the trailers. <clears throat> Is there a, like, first person fighting mode in that yeah it's everybody's saying it's really stupid yeah i heard it's really i heard it's really gimmicky it's basically you're just you know back when the wii came out and everybody had their one trick pony gimmick of waggleness Uh it's basically that you're just throwing hadokens as first person ryu oh i mean yeah that'd be okay for like a minute i heard it's frustrating because it half the time doesn't register right (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but you have but, the nun. You like actually move your hands that way. Like you have the controllers yeah, in your exactly. hands. Exactly. That's kind of cool. I don't know. I could. I guess. Well, I guess if it's done poorly, which is I what don't you're saying. Know. That sounds like it would be. Really it just sounds like it. It just sounds like a hey, let's throw this feature in so that we can up the price thing, and they just put sure. you know four devs on it. For yeah, a yeah, month. no, for sure. I don't think it's. I wouldn't say that's the sell per, sell yeah. point for me, but yeah. it's a cool thing to be able to throw a Hadouken. Uh, So, if you're somehow, for some reason, still playing Pokemon Go, Steve Ziegler, uh, and you're a cheater, (laughs) you are now not going to see rare Pokemon because Niantic is going to hide them from you. What? There's a lot of Pokemon Go news that came out this weekend. That was the only thing I saw. How are they going to hide them from you? Uh, If your game's modded? No, if if they detect, so if they detect, like... Uh, nefarious activity on your account. What is they that? Will, if you are caught, you know, uh, like GPS spoofing or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that's not so what, they'll, they'll, they'll issue servers or something. Yeah, they'll issue mm. you a warning. Okay. And so some people that I, I don't know if they're admitted cheaters or not are are now saying that they will be in the exact same location as a legit account, and they will not see. Uh, the same uncommon variety of Pokemon. They will only see a much more common thing like a Pidgey or a Rata. It's like it's being hidden from them because because they were not playing. Which I get, you know, you, you broke the TOA. So, mm-hmm. you know, fucking live with it, dude. Yeah, Play it fair. The only, so I, I'm okay with that on principle because, you know, cheating is bad and MK. But the other thing is... um. They never really implemented what you could do with these Pokemon at all, except for maybe like dominate a gym. 
and there's a very small, well, maybe not so small, right? Uh, group but of that's, players left. That's not. It would bother. I guess I would say I'd be more up in arms about this, and I would care more if arms. I could battle my friends with it. You know, like one on one throwdown. Like right. I get what you're saying, but it's also like Iritata. I don't know. There's something about. Sorry, a coin just fell. Mm. Um, I. Hmm. There's still something like really weird about Niantic like policing it to me. Like I get why they're doing it, but right. It, right. it just like these people have figured out a way to get what they want out of their game. I don't understand why they would discourage people from enjoying their game, even if it's not the way that Niantic themselves intended. Well, if, if yeah. I'm if I'm GPS spoofing to get, because now that the game has known EV and IV Pokemon, yeah. if I'm GPS spoofing to get the most powerful Pokemon, I can, in theory, get an unfair advantage for gyms, and people might not be able to compete on a fair level if they're playing legitimately. So I mean, and, and there, I mean, there is grounds for, yeah. I mean, not, know, only, not only that, but it sounds like they have uh, really, really big things planned for the summer, like battles and trading and things. So they, I think a lot wow. of this is preventative for the future of what they I mean, plan too. I would hope so. But the, the only reason I'm hesitant to jump at that is because they said that that shit was going to be in the game. At, at the end of the day, launched, and so. this should go for everything in life. If you cheat it, you're going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solid life yep. advice oh, here yeah. on uh, Pixel Raider Land Party. Gonna, Actually, like, that is that is pretty good advice. I'm gonna I get that fucking like calligraphy and like framed and put it on my wall. If you cheat it, you gon' eat it. I'm gonna have that cross stitched on my wall. <laughs> I'm gonna get that tattooed on my <laughs> chest. That sounds that's even hardcore. better. Even better. <laughs> I would Tattoo be that shit. Right on your chest. Maybe on my butt. Maybe that a tramp be, stamp. That'd be even better. Oh, yeah. If you cheat it, you gonna <clears throat> eat it. What else is in the news, Tone? <sighs> <laughs> in uh, positive Nintendo news, uh, yeah. Nintendo's share values are the highest they've been in five years. Um, even yeah, when they, they are. Even when they spiked last year uh, with the Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. Yeah. Um, wow. In Nintendo hopeful news, Level 5 CEO said the company's developing games for Switch, and I can only imagine Tristan and I have our fingers and toes and armpit hair crossed for Fantasy Life 2. I know happen. it's not. It's a but fucking hey, iPhone game now. We can dream. We can dream. Uh, I know. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, God damn, me and Tony both are going to say the same thing. Uh, I, I don't I want it to be. I want them to. I want them to be, to realize that the iPhone game was a shitty idea, and to <laughs> make that to make that like. Fucking Here's the thing. I think go. I think they, I think they're realizing right now because like based on the like the way way he was speaking, like they kind of jumped the gun a little bit on the iOS thing. They like I th- I, that's what I'm hoping. I'm they hoping didn't they expect the that. switch to be the success that it was, and they didn't see a, a viable financial future. And now they're like, oh shit, now we're freemium. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if they got a million out of the two point seven, almost three that are yeah. already sold, that's a great. Like huge. something, something like Layton, I think can have a comfortable home on iOS, and I think it can still succeed. Something like Fantasy Life, I, I think, just becomes just one of those egregious freemium games that you know, just even from the screenshots that I saw, 
it just looks like every other freemium thing that I have no desire to touch. Yeah, it's so gonna be it'll be horrendous. It'll just fall this, through the cracks. That's just the shitty thing about it is like level five, by doing this, you're losing customers, you know? Like And you're you tainting the brand. That first game was so good. You might gain a few. You might gain a lot, but I don't think the amount that you're going to gain that are actually putting money into it are going to be even close to what you would get with a proper, you know, console button and joystick game. I 100% agree. So, you know, let's let's be hopeful. Maybe they uh, figured that out and they realized that. Um, I, hope, I hope so. Quick little bit of news I just found before we started this podcast. If you're one of the TV owners who has a Samsung TV and you're having that annoying issue where it's not uh, properly turning on and off with your Switch. Samsung's releasing an update in the summer because they're dragging their feet. Um, Xbox I'm kind of surprised that they're doing anything about it. I, I mean, they don't have to. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I kind of expect them to be like, eh. Yeah. Xbox news. Uh, the only thing I have is uh, the Xbox Game Pass is launching broadly June 1st. Uh, mm -hmm. exclusively for Xbox Gold members. So if you don't know what that, uh, if you don't know what that is, mm -hmm. um, Xbox Pass is a new digital subscription that gives you unlimited access to over 100 Xbox One backwards compatible games for 10 bucks. Yeah, but <laughs> if you trudge through that list, there's it's only, not, is it a bad like, list? Not great. 15 mm, to 20 yeah. titles that are actually worth playing. And even that, I actually you know, limited it to five. Ten, I, 10 bucks isn't terrible. And you do definitely get $10 worth of good games out of that. I would say that it depends on how quickly they start offering other decent yeah. things. What are some of the games that you'd say are uh, like all the ge All the Gears games, except for Gears 4, Halo yeah. 5, um, X first XCOM, uh, Spelunky's on there. So there's hours of fun right there. Mm -hmm. Spelunky. Mm-hmm. That's about the same list I have. I, uh, all I the didn't... Bioshock games are on there, so that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, but the, the one good the one good thing I would say about I the service at HD launch version. is that it's not it's not streaming like it is on PlayStation. It is downloaded to your hard yeah. drive, the full 1080p experience, which is awesome. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. really nice. Uh, and if they if they came out at E3 and they said something like, "Hey, if you buy Scorpio, then you get you know, six months or a year of Game Pass." for free that could be a big deal you know that could be that could be a system seller so they, they should just come out and say hey do you remember the second channel no well this is like that even though it's better even though it's spread thin right now i think that it possibly has good roots to grow into something no i mean it sounds awesome compared to what sony's offering where you have to stream it all the time um right yeah it I sounds mean, really good i just think and i know that we talked about this a little bit on twitter I just feel like, especially with you bringing up Scorpio, there's just so few things that I'm interested in yeah. for Xbox now. Right, yeah. right. Now that and everything for their future what, plans what they need to do, except for hardware. What they need to do is some kind, you know, not obviously their flagship IP like a Halo or something, but they need to pack something <clears throat> like if it was, you know, Crackdown 3 or Sea of Thieves or whatever you know the next forza or something 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 that gets people's interest and in, oh hey i'm introducing you to this and now you're locked in that would be the way to go in my opinion yeah yeah that makes sense i, I think they do need a hook and they don't have it right now yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but we uh, mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, how they, they are still working on a couple of archaic laws about game publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been boxed out by PlayStation. And now Nintendo... If they, if they came out at E3 and said, hey, you subscribe to Game Pass and you get first access to Cuphead, I will be like, fucking right, dude. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, moving on to some general industry news. Resident Evil is uh, planned to get a six. God, fuck off! Just die. (laughs) Yep. None of those were ever good. Uh, Ares. What are you talking about? Mia Jovovich is so great in every single one. Her acting is stellar. I enjoyed those. I mean, they were actually do really like Mia Jovovich. So is Kate Beckinsale, but most of the Underworld movies still suck dick too. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but those are also enjoyable for the same reason. Yo, don't yo. I will say that's the same fundamental disagreement I have with you about Guacamole. Uh, Guacamole sucks. Oh Oh, God! Moving on. Can someone kick Tristan out? Let's boot him out of the picture. Can we we have a vote right now? Let's vote him off the fucking island for that. All right, more news. Moving on. EA isn't happy. EA isn't happy with how Mass Effect Andromeda turned out. So much so that the company turned Bioware Montreal well, into yeah. a support studio. That girl's face melted in the and game. moved a bunch of its <laughs> and moved a bunch of its developers to EA Motive. Listen, I want to tell you something right and now. And they also put Mass Effect on ice for the foreseeable yeah, they future. Did. Bye, Good. girl. I mean, Which because sucks. friggin' Mass no, Effect dude. is great. No. But yeah, here's but the thing: literally, they could have turned that game dad, around dude. by having one fucking queer person who has a haircut to be queer in that goddamn game i don't think that I, would well, that game i think that a, i think that a queer character was not the saving grace of that game but i w- okay maybe not a queer character but i will say like if they would have focused more on like what makes a human a human like in in the nuance of like like the like you mean you mean you mean expressions yeah I wonder like having faces that don't like look like they're stretched over a sponge, having anything. real eyes. <laughs> Even so the voice acting was really terrible. Like yeah. how? Yeah, I, they've they've already said that they're working on a Dragon Age game right now. Oh, so God. I I wonder yeah. how badly they're shitting their pants, wondering how many of the borrowed resources that they're using from 100%. Mass Effect and that oh, no. are gonna fuck that game God, over. Oh, Dude, God. they have to be so nervous right I now. Just, that. I have a hard time understanding how a game with that big of a crew, that much money, and backed by that large of a company How did they get to got that point? so fucked. I mean, dude, lazy development, dude. Yeah, yeah it, it really if you, is. If you approach everything with the if it's not broke, don't fix it thing... Like the game industry know. is moving way faster than that, and yeah. you're gonna get left in the dust, and that clearly happened with Mass Effect. I don't know yeah. if it was more of an "if it's not broke, don't fix it" thing, or like a "hey, Save we're EA here. and we want this game done in six months, and we won't take no for an answer." Yeah, when you put when you put that kind of deadline on something, then you're gonna end up with a suffered product on a new team, no less, yeah. too. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Anyway, I mean, I wasn't gonna buy it in the first place, but so, it's a shame. Here is a, a game that I'm going to talk about that's not going to get rushed because it's delayed. Red Dead Redemption has been pushed back to spring 2018. But they gave you some new screenshots, so it's okay. They did, and it's Rockstar. <laughs> it's Rockstar, so you know it's going to be Stellar. So Stellar are their games, in fact, that Grand Theft Auto V has sold a staggering 80 million copies, physically and digitally, across all platforms. Spanning yeah, people PS3, still play that. 360, I, yeah, PS4, surprisingly, Xbox they're One way PC. into it. It's insane. Yeah. 
It's insane. It's still blown up. I was reading this thing about how there's like a whole like role play seg- like scenario in the online where people like would commit crimes and legit get arrested and taken to virtual jail and get processed and then released and it's nuts. Yeah, dude. It's, I wish I was that into anything in life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like at a almost cult following. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. On the topic, it's all of, game. So on the topic that. of uh, horrible crimes, unfortunately, uh, with the situation that happened this week in Manchester, Bandai, uh, yes. Nam- Bandai Namco has uh, pushed back one of their upcoming games called Get Even, which is a, uh, from what I hear, a pretty like supposedly gruesome psycho thriller type game. Uh, and they pushed Just it out a month to June 23rd um, out of respect for... They did that for, with uh, GTA 3, too. Back yeah, in out of respect 9/11. to the victims and their families and stuff. So. That's that's good, man. I respect that. Uh, yeah, it's, that's it's that's a real an important shame. thing. And uh, everyone here, you know, we, we feel for everyone that, hap- we that do. horrible things happen. And Absolutely, yeah. That's a crazy thing. Um, in other news, if you play Minecraft, there's actually mm-hmm. going to be an official Adventure Time pack coming out. Oh god, we're not For, talking about Minecraft wait, DLC. Move on. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> wait, wait. Excuse me. Pause. There's an Adventure Time pack. I'm so into this. You know those free skins that you can get anywhere if you play the PC game? Yeah. You can pay ten dollars for those on consoles. That's it. There's not like it's, items it's or like for quests everything. or story. It's they just didn't texture say. packs, dude. It's texture packs and Ugh. character I'm sure, skins. And... I'm sure they'll come with a preloaded world. They ma- they always make a preloaded world. Yeah, no, they but did like, that for Mario. All oh, the you know, they did all of the other skin so packs. They have done any that. All the, they can put out. the Halloween, the Greek world, all those are pre have pre-built saves if you load do them. Do they? Yeah. Huh. On the Switch edition, all of them do. And they're pretty yeah. cool. They're they're like pretty friggin' massive. The Mario one's pretty cool. Yeah, do the Halloween one. It's got a it's got a huge roller coaster. Hey, speaking of like Mario, tell about that Mario thing. <laughs> what Mario, Mario thing? thing? The fucking Mario thing that happened this week. Are you kidding? You tell us. Super Mario Run. Oh, I no. know what you're talking about. There was leaked images of the oh, Mario oh, and Rabbids arc for Switch. I totally deleted that from our brain because we I were made not a, paying I attention. I made a note of that, and that was actually going to be the banner for the recap. Oh, my God. I so completely forgot. There was, uh, there's been floating around now. Um, Kotaku's had it for a while. Uh, screenshots and leaked uh, internal material from documents from Ubisoft about the uh, Mario and Raving Rabbids uh, RPG crossover. And uh, someone leaked it on Discord, a small little crop screenshot. And then other places just were like, hey, here's a whole bunch of slides from internal documents. <laughs> like, we also have them. And yeah, and they're not PR. They're not PR they are not, like, shots. They're not like customer They're not facing. press packets. They're nothing. They're internal documentation about this game. And you can tell it is mostly because of the fact that the stuff says, try to convince media that this is a good idea. Uh, yeah, basically like... <laughs> it's so uh, good. I, lo- I love the one slide. It shows um, Princess Peach, and it's like, saving a princess? That's so cliche. She's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's something that Nintendo would pretty much never put. Oh, I'm so glad. I completely forgot about that. Oh my God, Tristan. That was a good Thank reminder, man. Me. The epic um, roster. Yeah. No problem. I don't usually like rabbits, but I feel like... I could get like into that weird game. Peach Rabbit, Since it's and it looks tainting the Mario name, I'll probably derpy. enjoy it. Oh my god, shut up, <laughs> I don't know, uh, man. I, I was talking to this guy on our Twitter feed about this, and he he and I were sort of in agreement. Like, I'm not super interested in that unless I can get 
really hardcore sold on it. You know what I mean? But we'll see. I'm sure I've, we're, we're going to see it. I've never been three, a fan I'm of sure. the Rabbids, personally. We'll but see were you doing. ever a fan of any of the Mario and Luigi or Mario RPG for SNES? Uh, I don't know that I played them, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't. Um, I would. I would challenge you to play them. Like okay, all right, cool. Yeah, send you me, should send play. At, you things. should play okay. at least uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which is actually rumored to be there might be a remake of it on DS, 3DS. So that would be a good entry point for you. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, if okay. it happens, if it happens. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. The only other thing I have is Harvest Moon's heading to Switch and PC for the first time. What? Harvest and Moon. Yeah. What? Yep. It's called Farmville. You play through well, Facebook. We'll probably How hear, about we'll probably hear more details Farm- at E3. I listen. I'm excited about any kind of farming game because I love those kind of things. But I really want Stardew Valley more than I want anything I know, else. On the I, know, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I want to play that game finally. I, so I have I. it on Steam, and I refuse to play it because I just Dude, like no, this belongs on, Steam, so on my Switch heart. No, that belongs it. on Switch. It does, it. but it needs you to be played on Steam because it's so good. Hey, you know what else it's is so coming good. out? Dragon's what? Dogma: Dark Arise, the expanded version of the first Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. Ugh. It's coming <laughs> to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Tell us how you really feel. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that dragon. That dragon had That's a hairball. So good. That. <laughs> that was like my favorite kind of guttural negative reaction to anything. Just dragon dogma. Dragon's dogma. <laughs> dragon's dogma was that like basically all quick time events game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. As far as so, I remember. Yeah. That's mm, all I got. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple more things. For news? Yeah. Tell us about um, Tron. The first trailer for the Castlevania animated series is Oh out my god, now. yes. It looks, looks real good. It looks yeah. good. Oh my god. I love Castlevania so much. Yeah. And it's Netflix, and Netflix can do no fucking wrong. Yeah, they're they're on fire with it. They really are, dude. Yeah. I support them a lot. Mm-hmm. I would love to tell all of our viewers about how great Netflix is, but there isn't a way for us to do that right now. Netflix. No. Netflix. I Netflix, love Netflix. If you're listening, please uh, Plus, DM me. <laughs> get with slide that, into our, those those dollar bills, and we'll talk about how much like, we might like you. Yeah, we we yeah. we could talk about that. Uh, guys, and then the other stuff. thing that I had was uh, Marvel Heroes Omega goes live on Xbox on June twentieth. Marvel Heroes Omega. Yeah. That's well, there's my reason to get an Xbox. You know, <laughs> it's the closest thing we're ever going to get to Ultimate Alliance 3, so... Yeah, that's probably fair. Hey, Danny, you can buy mine. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, you guys ready for the topic of show? Yes. Drum roll, it please. Is our 64th episode you know what i'm just gonna let you edit in a drum roll because it's way easier than hitting this table uh and we decided we want to talk to you guys about the commodore 64 god damn it will <laughs> no we don't i we mean we want to talk about Ninja it's, our 64. it's our 64th episode we're gonna dedicate this last part of our podcast to 64-bit gaming and everything that was great about it which is like literally all of it so <laughs> do That's, you have the time for a history lesson yeah for hit it to me nintendo 64 wait wait hold on <laughs> let me get the carpet scores out everybody sit down 
Tuck, tuck uh, your feet in. I'm ready. Get some hot cocoa. I'm Slam me with knowledge, Professor Listen, Bone. if you are not sitting on a carpet square, all you listeners out there, with a cup of hot cocoa in your hand, please pause, pause this podcast right now. Grab yourself a carpet square. Grab yourself some hot cocos. And you get fucking Indian style now. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I wish, do it. I wish I could. Not- you guys, I'm on the train. There's no space. Okay. Tony, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I wish I had some more water, but let's dive in. We got a couple paragraphs. <clears throat> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was your history of 64 bit gaming, everyone. Right, Thanks you so guys. much for joining us here on the week. Yeah. <laughs> here we yeah. go. Following its success with the NES and Super Nintendo in the 80s and early 90s, Nintendo was pressured by competition from both rivals Sega and Sony to develop a product that would maintain the company's market dominance. Hell so, yeah. Please. Um, I'm you, here to are insert. Gonna, are you going to interrupt the whole? I am going to kill you. I was going to punctuate with awesome sound effects to make it more interesting. I am going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Silicon right, Graphics go. Inc., a specializer in 3D graphics and computing, approached both Sega and Nintendo with a prototype video game system. While it initially impressed both companies, Sega's engineers later found a number of perceived problems with the hardware. Eventually, these issues and Nintendo's larger business appeal led to Silicon Graphics choosing Nintendo as its partner. Nice. So we fast forward. The prototype N64 was revealed to the public in late 1994, showing off its logo design, then called the Nintendo Ultra 64, mm-hmm. and Nintendo's des- decision to stick with ROM cartridges rather than using CD-ROMs. The finished product was finally shown in playable form in late 1995 at a software exhibition in Japan. Mm-hmm. In contrast to their previous consoles, the Nintendo and Super Nintendo, Nintendo aimed for a unified name across all regions. Thus, the Ultra was dropped from the name, and the system became universally known as the Nintendo 64. After much anticipation, the console was finally released in Japan on June 23, 1996, and later in North America on September 26, 1996, at the cool price of $199.99. So absolutely affordable. I remember that fucking price. took me a months to save up my allowance Years, yeah maybe. yeah it i had to, i had to did. split i had to split it like with my sisters yeah. uh those in the united states who picked up the console at launch were given just two options for games super mario 64 and pilot wing 64 though the selection was small which led to controversy among gamers and media nintendo was confident in the decision they're on record as saying we've convinced that we're convinced that a few great games at launch are more important than great games mixed in with a lot of dogs said Nintendo is, of America chairman Howard Lincoln. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that. It's definitely something that they've reflected in uh, later years with uh, great games like Room in the Night Sky coming out at launch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry. Burn. Uh, the N64 proudly set itself apart from the crowd back then and even from consoles to this day in a few ways. One of the more fun characteristics of the N64 is the diversity of colors and special editions of which it was available. It launched in standard black, but eventually released in a spectrum of different colors, including fire orange, watermelon pink, jungle green, and ice blue. Another of the N64s... Yo, that, def- that orange one was, was mm-hmm. fucking baller. I, want the, I wanted the green one. Ball. Okay, continue. There was a yellow too, wasn't there? It was a DK yellow, yeah, I think. There was, yeah, there was. I, think I, think, was I don't think that came out until DK, though. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was a DK, special like a special edition. Yeah. Um, another of the many Nintendo was 64s. That, was that the green one? I think that was the green one. Oh, uh, maybe. No, you're right. It was the green one. It was the green one. Yeah, uh, green one was special edition DK. Yeah. Okay, okay anyways. Uh, 
Another of the N64's many defining features were in its controller. While on the surface it looked quite unusual, uh, the device was the first home console to use an analog stick as its primary method of control, sidelining the long-known D-pad in favor was a gamble, but it long paid off for Nintendo. Uh, gamers were able to interact and remove, uh, maneuver around 3D worlds in ways never before possible. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll never forget playing Mario 64. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. Life-changing. I, I think that was the first time I actually had my mind blown by a video game. Oh, can I? Can I actually? Uh, that was my next sentence was, my mind was blown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you guys my Walmart story with Mario 64, right? No. You can tell us. First, no, time, tell us. first time I played Mario 64, I was at Walmart with my mom. And they had a demo set. It was right when the N64 a came kiosk. out. Yep. Yeah, it was like a yeah. kiosk. And uh, I was just kind of like, fuck you, Mumbai, and walked over and started <laughs> playing it. And she just kept shopping and didn't know where I was. And she like went to the customer service desk and had them like page me over and over. And I just didn't hear it because oh I was so my God. I was so lost in Mario 64. <laughs> my mom was convinced that I was kidnap raped. <laughs> oh my god that's so yeah. good the Kidnapped same thing happened rate. to me in a burlington coat factory but instead of an n64 it was a flushable toilet toy that i kept flushing comparable oh, all right There's yeah a flushable there. toilet what the hell toy? is a flushable why are you playing it was literally toilet? like a plastic toy of a toilet maybe it was like a bank or something and like it had a handle and you could flush it and it was, Did, was there stuff do. that you were flushing down the toilet in it? There was nothing in it. Dennis, oh, this says a, a lot about you. childhood, <laughs> dude. No uh, wonder you're so into poop. Yeah, really. That's true. Um, so, uh, Learning like, more every day. Titles, yeah, titles like Super Mario 64 emphasize the importance of exploration and dismiss the traditional linearity of level design in previous installments with environments that were open and littered with goals scattered throughout each stage. This formula continued with several other titles, including The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Donkey Kong yeah. 64, and a rare favorite, Banjo-Kazooie. Another defining feature of the system and the controller was the addition of the Rumble Pack, a small device that slid into the controller's expansion port. Rumble is something gamers have long taken for granted, but it added a level of immersion not seen before in games up until that point. Nintendo mm, arguably, yeah. Mm, <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo arguably still pioneers game feedback to this day by taking Rumble to the next level with HD Rumble and the Switch. HD Rumble. Can I tell you something about the Rumble Pack? Go for it. Did you know that when they were developing GoldenEye, they uh, briefly considered having players reload the gun by removing and reinserting the Rumble Pack? That is a horrible idea. Yeah, they scrapped that, but it was Actually, gonna be that cool. Actually, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, it sounds, it sounds cool, really cool your controller like, or your pack breaks. Maybe five minutes. Yeah, those flexible connectors, plus or minus the fact that it would force everyone to have to buy an accessory. But yeah, um, Ugh. on principle, I think it could be like a cool enable feature. Yeah. But uh, at it. the system was also the first to support local co-op with up to four people out of the box, something rival consoles like Dreamcast and Xbox would add in the, in the future. Now, even with all these pioneering features and fond memories, the N64 saw the slow decline of Nintendo's gaming dominance. The company's decision to stick with expensive cartridges at a time when Sony was pushing cheaper CD-ROMs, which supported both higher quality storage, I mean higher capacity storage, and much clearer audio, cost Nintendo relationships with many big third-party publishers. 
One of the biggest examples of this was Squaresoft, now known as Square Enix, choosing PlayStation as the home for Final Fantasy VII over N64. Man, so 30... I cannot even imagine what yeah. Final Fantasy on Nintendo would have been. Uh, Sony's 32-bit console will go on to sell upwards of 105 million units compared to N64, which hovered at around 33. Most gamers of this era continue to have fond memories of the Nintendo 64 to this day regardless, and we here at Pixel Raider would love to tell you some of ours. Uh, that's okay. good. Thank you. That's good, man. Nice. Thank you. I like that. So, uh, I well, Tron, do you want to go first? Tony, do you want to go first? What what is what am I going first? I don't so, know. Well, I can talk about What's... a fond memory. Danny, go. So, I mentioned before that it took me a really long time to save up money to get my N64. So, I was definitely like I think I was oh, fuck, what year was it? I'm pretty sure I was in elementary school. 1996. 1996. So, I mean, I definitely didn't get it the year that it came out or Probably the first couple years it came out. Yeah, I don't um, think I had mine until like close to 98. Probably like 90. 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I got my Game Boy like pretty. Like you know what? I got it. I got it right before the Dreamcast came out. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, think mine, it, it, I think like... mine came bundled with Mario 64. So I yeah. think I got it a little oh. bit later. I remember saving up so long and like. I had gotten like great grades on my report card, so I got like some money for all my A's, and then like just kept saving up my allowances. My brother was too young at the time to like make money, or else I probably would have like conned him into paying for half of it. <laughs> and like I remember being so adamant about it. At this point, I had a Sega Genesis in my house, which was like I that was like the first thing that I remember coming out of the womb, basically. And <laughs> wow. I had a PlayStation 1, um, which I really, truly loved. Um, and I was like, I need more. Um, saved up for a really, really long time. And I lived in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. So we didn't really have, at that time, we didn't have a GameStop. We didn't have a Funko Land. We didn't have an EB Games. Yeah, well, you and probably so, had mom and pop shops like me. Yeah, we had yeah. mom and pop shops. So the, yeah. the closest place that had a Nintendo 64 by the time I saved up enough money for it was... Uh, in this town called Anvil, Pennsylvania. I've heard of Anvil. I have a question. Which was, quick. Um, yeah. Did your mom and pop shop also rent systems? No. Yo, oh, see, renting ours, systems. Ours, you had ours, to, ours you had to like systems. drop a deposit and they gave it yeah. to you in like a plastic what? briefcase yeah. thing yeah. covered That's in foam. I rented a I Sega CD from my local video store once. Yeah, no, this is the one near me with like you Not worth it. No, it's wow. definitely not, it's not worth it. No, okay, I didn't do that. But Carry I did on. rent games from it. But well, yeah. so it was like a 50 minute drive to get to this town that was like four or five towns over in Anvil. This tiny little mom and pop shop, the only place within like a hundred mile radius that had Nintendo 64. I went in and I bought my Nintendo 64 um, and I got this game called Buck Bumble, which was really great. It was about Bumblebee. I've never heard of that. It is weird. It's so weird, but I loved it. Uh, I got Buck Bumble. It had like awful draw distance. It was like (laughs) you could see like two feet in front of you and then just the whole screen was just blue. It's true. It was really bad. You played as a Bumblebee and you collected a whole bunch of stuff. But it was like 
it, you were flying too, which was really cool. And like the first time I had ever really seen that, uh, where I could like not just traverse like 3D space on the ground, but also in the air. Um, and I got Zelda, of course. And Naturally. what? Naturally. Uh, yeah. And I got, um, what was it called? Robot? It was like this this red cartridge with like a little robot boy. Um, and you played as a robot. I want to say it was just called Robot. Robot? No. I don't think it's called. I don't think that's it. Okay. No, you can look it up. We'll someone, it someone, uh, You're tell their Rocket? story. Rocket. Oh my God. Yes. That was it. Oh yeah. I remember that game. I fucking loved Rocket. Yeah, yeah, you're like the. Is that the one wheeled robot? And you're yeah, like, you're the one wheeled robot. Around, you can like puzzles and jump shit. into cars and jump into other things and start getting shot by lasers. Yeah, it was like, oh man, it was so good. And they're like those clown things, and they were really creepy. Yeah, and like the carnival levels. And oh man, yeah, it was a great game. I really loved that game. Anyway, <laughs> and then I discovered Pokemon Snap. Oh. And then it was game over. But I'm going to let life. you guys talk first because I could talk about Pokemon Snap for hours. And how it should absolutely be ported to the Switch. Oh my fucking IGN god, yes. With I remember, I remember uh, I, at my, my local video game store, I lived in a small town of like 1,500 people. So we didn't have a lot of shopping areas in the town. But we did have a video store and they, they rented games. And I rented Pokemon Snap. And I set the high score with a dope ass picture of Mew, and it stayed like that for like four years. That was like the highlight of my childhood. I was wow. that's great. I was a celebrity. That's nice. amazing. That's yeah. a really big deal, man. Yeah. Congratulations, awesome. Tristan. <laughs> I remember saving up a bunch of money to get it, and I I talked to my uh, two sisters uh, going in a third with me, um, and they never played it really. But um, we picked it up, and uh, I also got Diddy Kong Racing with it, and they would play that with me sometimes. Um, but I remember, like, in the summers, just going through and playing Mario 64, and my mom was babysitting these kids at the time. One of them, uh, his name was Justin, and he had a 64. And he would bring over games I didn't have, like Road Rash or um, San Francisco, uh, what was it, 2049? Um, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Rush 2049, Yeah, Rush 2049. Um, and, man, it was just... So many, like the two of us would just tear through so Mario together, like hand the mm-hmm. controller back and forth. And my mom, Please. yeah, my mom, my so mom. many, so many weekends where it was just like, "Hey, come stay the night, and we'll do a hundred twenty star run." Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. My mom loved uh, Mario Party. We would, oh we'd my all, god, we'd all yes. play that, and I would get blisters. that game is so good. Mario Party is so good. It was so good. Please tell me y'all <clears throat> played uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, I oh, yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. <sighs> yeah, that's still like one of my top favorite games. You I remember, know? I remember the first time. Um, one, one time, my parents came home and I had like two friends, over, three friends over, and we were playing four on four Golden Eye. And yes. they they come into the living room, and we had done that shit where we we taped a sheet over yeah. the half point line yep. to make so it that fair there could be no yeah, screen surfing like, yeah. and my parents come home and they see us playing uh with two people under the sheet and they're like what the fuck are you kids doing <laughs> and this was back when you know people didn't have lcd flat screen panels we That's had this CRTV. we had this CRTV. big ass yeah we had this big ass like 
50, not 50 inch, but like 45 inch uh, CRT screen that had to fucking degauss. So every time the people that were under the sheet came out, their hair would just be static <laughs> oh straight my up. God, yes. yes. Yeah, there's no way that that was healthy. That's no, amazing. for sure not. You guys got blasted with radiation, yeah. but that's awesome. Oh, that's so yeah. Good. Dude, nice. totally worth it. Uh, Let me tell you, Goldeneye and Pod Racer probably had tied for most amount of hours played on my N64. Yeah. Yeah, Pod Racer was one of my favorite, is still one of my favorite racing games ever made. In fact, I still have my N64 set up in the living room uh, with Pod Racer perennially loaded. Nice. So I can boot it up. I was I was just so into Snap and Pokemon Stadium. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. Those I think games I think so good. Like I I've, like obviously like Ocarina of Time changed my life. That was the first time that I played a game that just completely took me in probably. Mm-hmm. Um but the games that I probably spent the most time on are Smash Bros. Yeah. Oh, uh, Smash Bros. WCW NWO Revenge. Oh nice. Yeah. The the THQ Aki wrestling game that I you, had, uh, I had WCW you controlled Mayhem. it with the D-pad, which nobody understood the first time they played it because yeah. the joystick would make you taunt. So it would be like, why am I not moving? <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, N64 version of Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem 64. Oh, yeah. Me and my friend, because it was like one of the first times in a 64 game where multiplayer had AI bots and they called them Duke bots. So you could turn them up to super hard and we would just run around this level that was called Duke Burger and it was like a fast food restaurant area and you would just hear these Duke bots out super hard mode just running around going, uh, uh, where is it? Over and over and it was the most (laughs) tense thing of all time when you're like 11. Mm. So good. I used to to also play... um, extreme g and uh my i never i i went straight to f-zero i never got yeah extreme g uh oh and torok 2 seeds of evil Mm -hmm. i liked that game a lot and my stepdad and i used to always play uh blades of steel on nintendo so when n64 came out we both uh got wayne gretzky's 3d hockey 98 oh man we had a blast playing that game too is that, that is that the game where Goal. They would be like the goal. He's on fire, and yeah. then like the and then like they would be like the, he's a brick wall, and the goalie would turn into an actual brick wall, and you couldn't score on him and shit. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, that game was fucking dope. Yeah, that game was great. That was a <laughs> and you could get in fights. Yeah, you get yeah, in you fights get, where it just yeah, zoom in and you would just and it zooms mash in, and A, and they would other. like rock them, sock them, robot each other. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh it was so yeah. good. We loved that game. <laughs> oh man, nice man. Not well, cool. Uh, I'm surprised no one's mentioned Star Fox 64 yet. Dude, okay, wait. That's, I really love that's a that really good point, too. and I feel bad for not mentioning it because it's been however many years, but shit, yeah, I love that game. <laughs> Star Fox 64. Oh, my God, it was so good. Bordaria, we need your help. Do a barrel. Yeah. Do a barrel. barrel. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, get him off me. <laughs> it was really good. It's such a good game, dude. Oh, man. Uh, Some of those levels are bullshit, but it's such a good game. Yeah. Mm. The 3DS port they made, though. That was good. Really? The 3DS port was better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should. should Redone visuals 3D. It's really good. 
Mm. Um, all right, so you know, so Tristan shared his first memory. My first memory was um, pretty similar, except for uh, the fact that my mom knew where I was. Uh, I was at a uh, kiosk. Aren't you just a little angel? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I walked up to a kiosk. It wasn't a uh, Walmart. It was called uh, Hills at the time. But I walked up to it, and I remember just taking the controller and, and uh, running around the field as Mario and then just running around the castle, my mind completely blown, not knowing or comprehending what I'm actually doing, running up steps and jumping for coins and sliding and diving and kicking and punching. I definitely uh, feel like Super Mario 64 was the first game that helped me realize in 3D space. Yeah, definitely. Like, it changed the way that I was able to conceptualize about moving in a video game. Well, because you could move freely in 3D space. You weren't doing these diagonal moves like yeah. with the D-pad. Yeah. It's so weird how, like, today when you hear of, like, a launch game, you don't expect much because you're like, it's, oh, it's, it's you know, the first game. They're not going to get it right. But, like, Mario 64 fired on all cylinders and was just perfect. And then they nailed yeah. it with Zelda. It, it last nailed Zelda too. it. Yeah. Yeah, but that that Mario sixty four man, you want to talk about a, a, a system seller and something that really sells you on that joystick that they were clinging on. Whew. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. Ugh. Now I want to play Mario sixty four. I, <laughs> I know, right? Give me, give me VC, give me VC. There's so always, bad. there's always booting up your old systems. I have the, I have the D, uh, in, I have dude. the DS version. And it plays well in 3DS with the we'll do a, We'll do a late night get-together, and we'll play some old-school games. And I think we could do a cast about that if we wanted to get local. I was so tempted. I'll film you trying to play Star Fox Zero and watch your head explode. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I was so nice. tempted to get that Bluetooth um, N64 controller that works with Mac and PC. Oh, yeah. And like, you can <clears throat> use it with Switch and everything now, too. Oh man, I was so tempted. It was in my Amazon cart for so long, and I decided just to get the Pro NES one. Yeah. Wait, the, you got the NES or the SNES one? The SNES. Uh, I didn't get much? the square one. I got that. What? You got the got one the... that has four buttons, the, like the, the, super, yeah. the Super Nintendo one. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Are the you Super about... Nintendo one with four buttons, but it's the Pro version, so it also has. Um, uh, joysticks and oh, two gross. shoulder buttons on each side. Shit. This is like Mad Cat's third-party piece of crap. No, no it's, it's beautiful. Oh. I, have a I will. Um, really I will consider writing a review of this controller. I would implore you to do that because I will probably yeah. if you if you have good things to say about it, I will get definitely get one for I'm, Street I'm interested Fighter because I have uh, I have um, my uh, RetroPie, so I, yeah. I was actually wondering. It would Tristan, work with your re- RetroPie too. Right, yeah, I know that. Uh, but Tristan, how much were each of those controllers? Were they different prices? It depends on where you buy it from. I bought the, my yeah. controller, and it's the Pro one, so it's like their flashiest one. I think. Are we talking um, about eight bit? The same. Yeah, I'm same talking one? about yeah. the eight bit. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm wondering about. I bought it for, for like forty five uh, like bucks. Forty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, cheaper like... than Joy Cons. Well, yeah. Way cheaper Definitely than Definitely cheaper so. than a pro controller. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. True. So I mean I'm I'm really interested in, in how it works and um Um they're thirty five on Amazon. The pro Ooh, one looks to nice. be forty two. Okay. Because I like to yeah, slowly the... I like to slowly pick them up for each system. Right. right yeah, right, I wanna right. say the N sixty four one that I was looking at was about thirty five. 
Because right yeah. now I'm playing with the DualShock 4, which is nice, but it's just something that feels more like the real controller would be cool. Yeah. So. Well, that's why I got this one. And it's like you compare it with your phone, too, which it's like that's fucking bonkers and would solve all yeah. the problems that I have with iOS gaming. So mm-hmm. I, I have a quick question. Uh, mm. This goes to Will and Danny before we wrap. Um, what were you, what were your do you guys remember your first like memory with N sixty four? I do you remember I can you tell you, you I mean definitely in my parents' basement with some friends over That's cool. Playing like an overnight hangout where we stayed up as late as we could eating candy and drinking <laughs> soda and playing Goldeneye until our thumbs fell off. I remember I think the first like weekend that I really had like a sleepover I had, a, I had a whole bunch of friends over. We did like this big sleepover party and we played Goldeneye and we played, um, I want to say we played Mario Party, but I feel like maybe my timeline's off on that. So maybe not, but I do party remember two. maybe Mario Party 2. Yeah. The, um, if you had fun with it, it was probably Mario Party 2. <laughs> yeah, we did have fun with it. So it probably was Mario Party 2. Uh, but we played until like five in the morning. And I remember because we were exhausted the next day and I had the biggest blister on my left thumb that I think I have ever seen. It looked okay. like I grew another thumb. Because well, I had definitely Mario one. Party 2. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you got to get that glove, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. And like in the center of my palm when I was like rolling the, mm-hmm. you know, when you roll the controller around mm-hmm. the center of your palm to get those loops. Yeah. So it was a good time. I just remember burning my fingers out. and <laughs> I couldn't play video games for like a week. It was awesome. <laughs> wow. Yes. I think for me, uh, it was very similar. I had um, cousins who were pretty like pretty older than I was um, probably about like seven or eight years I remember going to their house wanting to be really cool so I like were s- saying all these cuss words that I didn't know what they meant and then was also <laughs> playing GoldenEye with them um, nice and that was definitely like my first experience with uh, Nintendo 64 and I mean I had already been like gaming on PC um so like i'd already played like tomb raider and all this kind of stuff so like the i didn't have that same like i'm finally playing in a 3d realized world experience that you guys had on n64 because i had already Mm. had that through tomb raider yeah but like it was still like really fucking cool i think that was the first like first person shooter game that i had ever played um so it like looked cool i wanted to like impress my cousins so that they would think that i was cool so i was like really really into it um and then like later probably like a year or two later was when i saw like my next cousins playing um zelda and just like fell in love with the system all over again yeah so uh, it was such a good system uh, yeah i remember i remember uh, in like our actual big town, we had a GameStop or it was EB Games then. And I remember going in there one time and looking at N64 games and like the so stereotypical employee, you know, like overweight ponytail neckbeard guy. Yeah. Was like going on and on about, you know, PC is better. And <laughs> none of the games are quite as good as PC. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. This is magic. And you're, dumb <laughs> and i still stand by that mm-hmm. fuck that guy i remember man favorites. eb games brings me back so many different memories i remember 
after I know that this is like not Nintendo 64, but I remember after after Nintendo 64, the next system that I got was the PlayStation 2, and I saved up so much money for it. And when I like finally bought it, like the dude who worked at the EB Games that had finally opened up by my house, I remember him very clearly. He was just like this like white dude with like a scruffy beard that was like almost growing in but wasn't and like really long hair and a ponytail hot and like uh, i know right brooklyn and, cheek <laughs> and uh i would go in there all the time and just like look at games and like browse all the time so like they basically knew me there and i remember buying my playstation 2 from him and like he came around the counter and like handed it to me and like shook my hand and it was just like such a magical moment. Like oh, fucking nice. games, dude. This is what being a grown up feels games, like. Games, man. Yeah. I was like, I want to be you when I grow up. And look yeah. at me now. They bring people together. That was a right nice on. story. Anyway, sorry, that wasn't N sixty four related per se, but tangentially. It's okay, we'll visit all the time. So mm-hmm. guys, I think this wraps up episode sixty four. Of our, uh, this has been our longest podcast episode to date, but it's okay because yeah. there yeah, was a lot of good information. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us, guys. If you've made it this far in our games. podcast, if you've made it this far in our podcast and you're still listening, please tweet at us at Pixel Raider uh, with your favorite Nintendo 64 game or experience um, yeah. that you had related to Nintendo 64 because we'd love mm-hmm. to chat with y'all about it. And if you've made it this far, it means that you must really like us or really hate <laughs> us and want to get dirt on us. When um, uh, when I get true. back, we should all get together and have like a Mario Party stream. Oh my Hell god, yeah, I'm so dude. down. Oh, well, not not Mario Party. Not Mario, Mario Party. Party. Mario 64 stream. Yes. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I'm less be... down, but I'll do it. I could. That would be baller. I could totally um, do this. I can bring over my. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. If you guys have stuck with us this long, and this is your repeated binge episode, first off, thank you. But second off, don't you think it's time you head over to iTunes and leave us a review for how you think we've been doing? Let us know, and we can keep making awesome content for you. Uh, and if you want to talk about these games or any other games that we've mentioned in the past or might talk about in the future, you can find us on the Twitters with our official handle at Pixel Raider or using the hashtag Pixel Raider Land Party. And we get super excited when y'all talk to us. Like, honestly, we really do. Like, seriously, unreasonably excited. <laughs> I know we like shout out people on the show, and I'd love for that person that we're shouting out to be you because, True. like, I, I love talking about games. We're here because we love talking about games. Please talk about games with us because we really love it. And we really love all y'all listeners out there. Thanks. Absolutely accurate. That's it. That's all we've cool. got. I'm Danny. I'm Antonio. I'm Will. And Tristan's here too. Oh Tristan's... yeah, sorry. I'm here. Bye guys. I was just uh, I was just looking at uh, <laughs> uh-huh. emulators because I really uh, want to play something. Nice. You can find us on our Twitter handles that are in the description of every one of our episodes here, and also on our Facebook page. Uh, and we should, uh, I guess, encourage you also to check out our YouTube channel and our Twitch. We do post regularly there to all these yes. things, and apparently our Instagram. So what we'll uh, and try, our Tumblr we'll, and our Tumblr and, and somehow Deviant Art. We have a lot of different say, channels. What we're <laughs> trying to say is go to the website and look on the sidebar on the right, and you'll see all the icons for everything except for Tumblr. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. This has been episode 64. And check us out next week for episode 65 coming to you live. Well, not actually live because we (laughs) pre-recorded. I'm like, what are you promising? (laughs) But it's going to be a really great episode and I'm really excited about it. Just as excited as I was about episode 64. So y'all should stay tuned and keep listening. All right. Later, guys. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello to all my friends, it's at Pixel Raider. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! You're number one. Ha ha!